seems to me that there are some interesting rumblings going on in the world of class struggle in Australia. Just today, there was the announcement that there's going to be 900 job losses in the coal industry uh, as a result, at least partly, of plummeting uh, coal prices on the world market. Uh, and there's, of course, been lots of talk uh, from uh, Martin Ferguson, for instance, the Federal Resources Minister, that the mining boom is over. We've seen Gina Reinhart talk about how we all need to stop socialising uh, and work for $2 a day. There's a, a growing sense, I think, that uh, the Australian ruling class is preparing for what I would describe as a preemptive attack on the conditions of working class people in this country. Uh, preemptive, that is, uh, in relation to uh, the, the expected uh, downturn in economic activity when China's uh, stupendous growth finally begins to slow and just today as well um, uh, well I don't know that it was released today but I, I read today that the Australian Bureau of Statistics has released its uh, latest uh, quarterly report on industrial disputes and days lost to strike action there was some 101,700 uh, sorry, 101,700 working days lost to industrial uh, disputes in the June quarter, which is the highest level of working days lost since the June quarter in 2004. Now, this is all by, by way of giving a bit of a, a broad context for the big dispute that's been happening over in Melbourne involving uh, Daniel Grolo and the Grocon Corporation and the CFMU. Thousands of workers uh, were blockading the Meyer Emporium site in Lonsdale. All about uh, the election of health and safety reps and shop stewards uh, and really the right, uh, fundamentally about the right to uh, collectively organise on the job. Uh, and I think part of a much wider picture, as, as, I've, as I've painted here, of what's beginning to happen uh, in this uh, country. And to talk about that uh, dispute and some of its implications, uh, we were joined a little early today by the State Secretary of the Victorian CFMU, Bill Oliver. Bill Oliver, thanks very much for joining us this evening. This dispute with Grocon started when the company's CEO, Daniel Grolo, refused to honour the terms of the Enterprise Bargaining Agreement reached in April uh, by denying health and safety reps and shop stewards on site. But Grocon, and in particular Daniel Grolo himself, have a history of union busting dating back uh, long before this latest uh, stouse. For instance, in 2002, I know that he tried to push through non-union employment contracts onto Grocon Workers, uh, so is this really just another chapter in Grolo's uh, long-term efforts to to smash the CFMU? Oh, it's just another. It's correct. Just another chapter where, where Daniel Grolo doesn't want the, the union to to pay, play any part in his workforce. He wants to control his workforce free free of any unions whatsoever. Indeed, and could you talk us through the specific issues uh, at dispute at the Meyer Emporium site in Lonsdale Street? I understand, uh, uh, obviously, there's the question of the health and safety reps and uh, not, uh, workers not being allowed to uh, elect their own shop stewards, but there's also uh, a broader question of intimidation uh, on the site there by uh, some of Grolo's, uh, what might be described as standover men. Well, well, on a job at the moment, one of the health and safety reps is actually the son of the national... The, the national human resource manager, and 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 there's another there's another uh, OHS rep on the job who's who's an ex an ex security guard, and obviously the the workers on site feel a bit intimidated when they've got to go and report health and safety to these people. I mean, normally when you're on construction sites, you, you've got to feel confident in the person that's representing you to do your health and safety, and that's not the case on the Grocon jobs. Victorian Premier Ted Bailey has weighed into the dispute, describing the union's behaviour as, quote, thuggish and unlawful, and saying that, uh, in reference to the CFMU 16-day blockade of the Meyer Emporium site, you've trashed the furniture and now it's time to pay the bill. 
and he's even gone so far as to uh, threaten to ban the CFMEU from major state-run uh, construction projects across uh, Victoria, including the Cross City East West Road project, estimated to be worth uh, around $10 billion. Is this just really empty talk and idle threats by uh, Ted Bailey, or do you think he's actually serious about uh, mounting a campaign in the wake of this dispute to crack down on the CFMU? Well, we, well, we, we would only hope that Ted Bailey actually comes up with a job for us actually to work on. I mean, he, he, he's been in power now for 18 months to two years, and he hasn't come up with one job for Victoria yet. I mean, he's been a bit of a lame government when it comes to getting jobs going. As I said, there is, there is no jobs yet being pushed by the, by the, the Victorian government. Uh, the last four big jobs probably happening in Melbourne at the moment uh, has come, come about through workers' superannuation money, where, where it's actually CBUS money, it's actually building those projects. Ted Bailey's come up with nothing yet, so we'd like to see a job he's going to come up, come up with, first of all. And how do you see this in the broader context of the Australian Building and Construction Commission? We know that there was a little bit of softening uh, of that uh, regime by the Gillard government. You know, is this whole dispute and uh, what some people describe as the ugly scenes of attacks by police in, in, the, in the CBD of Melbourne going to, to renew the debate about uh, why we need a building inspectorate? Abbott will, will no doubt use this, you would think, as an opportunity to talk about uh, his ideas for a so-called sort of building inspectorate um, uh, that will police, you know, the construction union? Well, there's no doubt that, that, that Tony Abbott is calling and has always been calling for, for different laws for construction workers. But the reality down there is it's uh, for the past 13 days, 14 days, it's been, it's been a peaceful demonstration. Uh, there, there was an outburst there uh, a week or so ago with with sides to get a bit out of hand, but, but that wasn't the workers that caused that. There was a, a misunderstanding one morning down there by the police. Uh, we've conducted ourselves down there uh, with congratulations from the police telling us it's been a very peaceful demonstration and it's been a peaceful protest the whole way through, the whole 13 days. And, and we'll see Tony Abbott and, and other Liberal people just calling for the usual rhetoric of union bashing. And do you think that this is an isolated incident? I mean, uh, as I said uh, earlier uh, in this interview, Daniel Grollo has a, a long history, really, of union busting, could be seen as something of a, a maverick cowboy type of uh, operator. So, I mean, is this an isolated dispute, or do you think it's uh, perhaps the beginning of a, a wider trend uh, in you know, sort of increased uh, militant disputes, or particularly in the construction industry? Well, so it's certainly on Grocon jobs that, that Daniel doesn't want any part of the union. I mean, it's, it's not just it's, it's OHS reps and health and safety. But if a worker walks onto a Grocon job wearing wearing a a, a, safety, a a union sticker on his helmet, he's told to remove his helmet and get another helmet on, or he'll be removed from sight. If, he, if he's got a if he's got a t-shirt on with a union logo on it, they're told to remove the t-shirt, or they'll be removed from sight. It's all about control. When you speak to Daniel Gallen, he'll tell you it's about control. He wants to control his sight and the union should have no influence whatsoever on his jobs. And just finally, uh, Mr Oliver, I mean, how seriously do you take uh, Daniel Gorillo's threat of uh, suing the CF CFMU for damages? He claims that uh, uh, some $7 million uh, has been lost uh, during the 16-day dispute. I mean, do you think there's any chance that uh, Daniel Gorillo will succeed in effectively trying to bankrupt uh, the Victorian branch of the CFMU? Well, well, well there's no doubt. We, I mean, we take it very seriously. But, uh, but we also say that that's, that's two, two, year, two and a half years down the track and then we will defend our action in court. I mean, this job has just has just been going. It's very early, and for him to say he's, he's, losing, money on, he's losing money on the job this early, we'll wait till the job finishes in two years' time, sort of thing. 
That was State Secretary of the Victorian CFMU, Bill Oliver, and it's worth noting that there's actually two contempt of court actions that uh, Grocon's Daniel Grollo has uh, mounted in uh, the Victorian courts, and uh, one of them has already been joined by the state government and Bailiw is looking to uh, join the other. So very much a concerted effort uh, by state and capital uh, against the construction workers of Victoria.